Oh no, there you go. I got it. Okay, uh, three, two, one, and we're rolling. What's up, you uh, funky motherfuckers? What's up, good? This is, uh, What's good? War Hippies. Uh, you notice new voice. That's because, unfortunately, Brian came down with a nice mean case of the COVID. So he's not going to be on for two more weeks. So I have my buddy Tony with me. Hey, hey. Um, I want to thank you for stepping in as a guest host um of course man and you know we've had this if you listen to the podcast you know we've done this before um well not with tony this is tony's first appearance but we've had pat um my my other buddy zach um so this is one of those few guest episodes so that's always fun to do um, as always, as is tradition over here at the podcast, we are preparing some marijuana to smoke, as, as you must. Um, I smoked like half a bowl on my way home, so I'm faintly baked, but not, not really all that baked. Pretty much the same here. But, um, yeah, so, Tony, um, introduce yourself. Yeah, man, my name's Tony, man. <laughs> Like no, like <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I don't know, dude. I'm just a chill guy, you know. Yeah. I got a I got a job, like most people, yeah. nine to five job, and just trying to make it through life. Just trying to figure out how to be happy, you know. Hell yeah, we all. So I've known Tony since high school. He went to my school for a little while, and then he left, and then we had uh, we had lost contact, and then recently started talking again. Got a. We're actually recording this from the parking lot of his apartment. Still, as true to war hippies, we're coming to you from Ellington, just not my house. Uh, actually, in my car, um, and we both work second shift. So. Yeah, you so. want to know something weird that brought us together, though? What? Is if our buddy Jeremy hadn't passed away, I don't oh, think we'd yeah. start talking to each other as much. You know, well, not as much, but I don't think we would have kind of reconnected like we did. Yeah. It seems like after he did, like. I personally reached out to a bunch of bunch of like mutual friends just to see like talk like see what happened you know get their their uh, side their opinion on like you know yeah Um, and that's uh I haven't really talked much about that on the podcast but like I remember um, my girlfriend and I we went to go visit um, visit my cousin in the Cape and uh, we got your bowl. Sorry, we're preparing the <laughs> weed. We, we all, definitely should have done this first. <laughs> no, it's okay, dude. We always do this during this time. Um, actually, could you pack it? Yeah. But yeah, so my girlfriend and I were um, visiting my cousin in the Cape for for the night, and then I woke up in the morning, and uh, my friend Asia had texted me, and she said that um, our buddy Joe. He's a lady. Said, uh, yeah. Sorry, we're learning how to do the car <laughs> podcast. This is the first time I've ever done one for my car. But any, anyways, we, um, she texted me and said that my buddy Joe had asked her if she knew what happened to Jeremy. And that, that's all that I got. And then a few hours later, she had messaged me and said that he was in a coma but it was all good because he was coming out um 
that day that he was fine. Whoa, I didn't learn that. That's what they I was originally told, which ended up not being true, but we didn't know that at the time. So then the mon- that Monday, I went back to work, um, and it was right around 10 o'clock in the morning. She told me that um, he no, he's still in a coma. Um, and then, one second, folks, I need to, it's a bit of a sad story, so. I know. The only little, I found smoke. out, the way I found out is uh, you I, get a lighter. I you barely get a lighter. use Facebook, so I, I actually logged in to see what's up there, and I found out like a month after the fact. I was like, no way, dude, you're kidding yeah. me. I was so heartbroken, man. And then I uh, reached out to his girlfriend and then gave, gave her a call and she kind of gave me the story, you know? Yeah. So I had found out that he was still in the coma, um, but they were allowing people to come visit him. So me, Asia, and our buddy Alex um, went to go visit him in the hospital. Now, like, one second. I had never seen somebody in a coma before. Oh, did you end up seeing him in the hospital? Yes. You did? Yeah. I'm so... I wish I could have seen him, man. I really do. I I had been, like, warned by people. would be like, oh, don't go see him. Don't go see him. You're going to get that image of him stuck in your head. So, you know, we got there. His family was point. there. We had to wait, and we barely got there in time. I was the last person who got to see him that day. Um, so I I went up there, um, saw him, and he was just like laying there, and his eyes kept opening and closing, and then I, almost like fading out. Yeah, like in and out. Yeah, it was just like involuntary responses. It's, it's kind of like if if you um, take a baby's hand and put your finger in it how they'll like automatically wrap their fist around your finger because they don't have full control over their body movements yet. Um, so it, it's that same sort of thing, which I learned afterwards. I didn't know this. I asked the nurse who was there. I said, hey, this, this is my buddy. This is one of my best friends. Um, I I don't know what's going on. So they explained it to me and I held his hand and I told him I loved him and and I knew that he was either going to not make it or if he did make it when he came back he was never going to be the same so I knew that the Jeremy I knew either way if he lived or not either way that Jeremy was gone so that was like I can't even explain like what that moment felt like like saying goodbye and knowing it was goodbye, but not knowing yeah, what was going to happen. Psychologically damaging in some way. Well, not that, damaging, but yeah. it had to leave an impact on you. For sure. Um, and then I remember walking around the next couple of days. Uh, he was still in the coma. They didn't decide to take him off yet. And, like, I didn't think about it much for the next couple of days. Somehow I was able to, like, block it out, out of my head. And then mm-hmm. that weekend found out they, they pulled the plug and he had passed away and like I knew it was gonna happen but it's still 
was crushing. Like, I cried for probably, like, at least an hour. Mm-hmm. And, like, I sat down. And, I mean, just this time last year, my good friend and old roommate died, too. So it's so weird seeing, like, especially people our age. Like, you look at all all your friends or even, like, people you used to know. Even people, like, you didn't fucking like, but people you knew. You're like, we're going to be around. We're not going to mm-hmm. die. Like, you never think, like... I never think, oh, better make sure Tony's okay today just in case he dies. Right, I've like, been doing that. I seriously have a new mindset, dude, after mm-hmm. Jeremy passed, man. Like, I learned... The thing is, he, there would be times where when, like, when he was around, I'd text him or I'd give him a call to see what's up, and he wouldn't get back to me until like the next week. Yeah. And that wouldn't always happen. That would only happen like a couple times, and, uh, and he usually just says, I'm sorry, man, I'm busy, you want to get together after. Well, th- I thought this was what was happening, and I was like, you know what? Screw it, man. If she doesn't want to talk to me, then I won't talk to him. Because I thought, like he, you know, because he was always going through some some sort of issues, you know. Yeah, he, he always had, kid, had something. Always had something going on, whether it's falling off his skateboard, or it's getting in an ATV accident, or, or getting into a fight, or getting um, uh, you know, just health issues, and he had all sorts of man. That, that poor kid, man. And but, the thing is that I didn't talk. <laughs> I didn't get the closure. You know, I just went on Facebook and, and I saw all these people posting about about him, and then I, I had to figure everything out. And it was right before I had to go to work too. Yeah. So I was bawling my eyes out driving to fucking work, man. Yeah, and that's and the I, last thing you want. You know, I you're know, gonna think about it all to, day. I was walking in and I just felt like a zero emotion. Like usually I have social anxiety when I go in. I just felt mm-hmm. nothing. Like I had no anxiety. I had no. I just felt empty completely empty I had no emotion at all it was the weirdest yeah. feeling for like the whole, like most of the day until I told my boss about it and then he because I could tell my boss pretty much anything man. he's a cool guy mm-hmm. but talking about it is the biggest thing I think is you can't like hold that shit in you gotta like you know just talk about you know exactly how what you're going through your emotions and and then so we, we had found out that he died and then Asia and I and, and her boyfriend Bailey, who I, I still want want to thank again for being in, so kind and giving us um, a ride to his uh, his wake, because we could have driven, but he knew that it was going to be really hard for us and didn't want us to have to worry about that, so so he drove us. So uh, again, I just want to, and I, and I, I'm pretty sure he listens to this podcast, so. If you're listening, Bailey, thank you. But we, you know, we went to his wake, and we, so many people were there. This was the craziest part for me. People were there that I didn't even fucking know knew Jeremy. You know what I mean? Which, and Jeremy, at least for, for me and pretty much everybody he ever crossed paths with, was one of the most genuinely nice fucking guys you'd ever meet. Like, he he cared about people. You know what I mean? And he had a... I always felt like Jeremy had an older soul, but one that was a little bit hurt. Mm. You know what I mean? He's been... He he has a lot of experience. Yeah. That's the thing. He, um... I don't really know 
much about like his younger, like what like his uh, Pat like his when he was like really young. Yeah. I met him when when he was like thirteen or fourteen or maybe fifteen around that age. I've known him since honestly, not that much. Mm, no, I've known him since I was like nine. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, when did he go to high school? Bolton High School. That was like he was like sixteen. Dude, my whole life he was a always blur, in Bolton. Man. But anyway, what I was going to say is because his upbringing, man, I'm not really sure about his upbringings, and that's really, like, what changed, what, yeah. like, when you're, when you're developing, like, when your mind's developing, it, like, your environment kind of plays a very big role into how you're, you're going to, like, be, mm-hmm. be when you're older, and I, I see Jeremy's, he's, he's really smart, you know, yeah. I think he's, he's extremely intelligent, but he is not wise, that's the thing. He's mm-hmm. so smart, man. But he could tell someone like give someone such like amazing advice, mm-hmm. but he can't take his own advice sometimes. Like yes, yeah. which is so unfortunate because like he was just so I could see he was just such a hurt person, like uh, like trying to hide it. Yeah, but one not thing doing I was hanging so. out with him. This was about three or four months before everything. You know, and and we were chilling, uh, just chilling in my car, just talking, smoking a bit. Mm-hmm. And he wanted me to bring him to the package uh, package store. Yeah. And he got like I can't remember what it was, but he got like three or four bottles of these little like real hard, you know, hard uh, hard al- uh, liquor, whatever the it fuck. Was like Captain Morgan one hundred. He, he was like pounding, pounding them, dude. He pounded yeah. like four of them. And then I was talking to him. I was like, dude, what the, f-, you know, like this ain't this ain't chill, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then uh, next time we hung out, he asked me to bring him again. I was like, nah, dude, I'm yeah. not bringing you to the store, man. And it, and um, I was reading my f- old Facebook messages to when, maybe a year ago, to about a year ago, and he was he communicated he communicated to me so differently mm-hmm. than he did like the, the few months so I really think he was going through some like major major stuff that well, he didn't talk about which is so unfortunate man because like it's like dude I was hanging out like we, we were hanging out and he just wasn't talking he didn't t- he hit it all you know yeah it was just crazy man I mean but that really goes to show you it, you only know the amount of people that they show you you know what I mean and, yeah, and it was weird for me because after high school, I hung out with him once the summer after high school. And then once, like, at the end of 2018. And then just this year, like, this February, we, like, linked up again. And, you know, I was doing the whole, the whole quarantine shit. So I wasn't going to work. I didn't have anywhere to be or anything to do. That's so, um, so we were hanging out like three, four times a week, and um, you know, I started working again. Um, yeah, I started working again, and we didn't really get to meet up. So for like the past. I don't know. A month and a half he was alive. We didn't hang out, but I, I had texted him a few times and we had made plans to go to the beach at the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we never ended up doing that. And 
Yeah, it's really, it's really fucking strange for me. Is, is what What's your is. favorite thing about Jeremy? I like that ever for as long as I can remember. I remember time going to school and all that kind of stuff before Bolton, for sure. But I don't, I think everything that's really important to me um, whether it be like an interest, like it all happened in Bolton. And Jeremy was one of the first few people who ever like came up and talked to me when, when I was new in fifth grade. And and I mean, dude, we, we fucking, we, we hit it off instantly, because, you know, like, I was and still am a, a pretty weird guy, you know, and so is he. We had the same kind of humor. That was, I think, the biggest thing at first, was we all, we would just laugh about the weirdest shit. And as I grew up, and I really do think that I grew up in Bolton, in the Bolton public school system. Because in that time, from from the last day of school, the day right before graduation, um, after we got our caps and gowns, Jeremy came up to me and he gave me um, a couple of Marlboro Reds. <laughs> And then I went out in the back of the school and, and chain-smoked them. And I made this really <laughs> long video on Snapchat of me just, like, expressing my thoughts about, like, having graduated and growing up in Bolton. But the but I didn't, at that point in time, I didn't appreciate any of that shit. Like, I love that I was able to start making music and get, like, really into that. Um, I loved all the people I met along the way, including you. I had you and a couple other people that I was, like, briefly friends with for an amount of time. But, like, it was an awesome amount of time. Like, really good friends with these with these kids. And, and then, they, you know, they would move and then things would go on. And after high school, I didn't, I didn't appreciate any of it. But at that time... I always look back on times with Jeremy as being some of, like, the best times I had had. Because the weird thing now is I look back on it now and I appreciate all of it. Every single thing that happened. Like, I think about just random memories will pop up into my head all the time. And then I'll, like, think about them. Mm -hmm. I'll play them through in my head and I'll be like, damn. At that point in time... I thought that was the worst shit ever. But looking back on it now, it was actually kind of cool. Mm -hmm. That's what where I'm starting to get in my life is I'm starting to realize like some of the like angsty shit teen just I'm fucking pissed off. I want to get the fuck out of this town. Fuck all of you guys. I hate every single one mm -hmm. of you motherfuckers. Once once I started getting out of that mindset um, and you know, when I started feeling that like that, Jeremy was was there, and yeah, I think Jeremy was a big part, 
big reason why I looked back on my entire time as Bolton as being like a, you know, for the most part, happy thing. Like, yeah, there were a couple of things that happened there that um, were just really bad for me and stuff that I hated and stuff that, like, I still get upset when I think about. But, I mean, doesn't everybody have shit like that? Like, no matter, and you think about, like, you see people on social media, and they're always posting about how happy they are. Mm-mm. I was like, I'm so, or like, their life looks so, so interesting. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, if you really know these people, some of the people that seem the happiest online are some of the most depressed people yes. in real life. You know what it is? It's because on Facebook, man, if you post a picture or a story or something like that, you're pretty much showing all your friends on your friends list what you, what in quotation marks, what you've been doing or how you look. And you could use a lot of filters or you could only document the good parts of your life. Yeah. But either way, if, if you were to also just document your day-to-day life, it probably wouldn't be as good as most people's, like, Facebook profiles, you know, because they're just choosing the, the really good parts of their life and refining it down to a, to the high, the most, um, the, they just want to improve their image of themselves. Like yeah. They want to have like a, a really nice fo- Facebook profile, you know, the pictures and like stories of like with friends doing, mm-hmm. doing things and showing you have like a busy life and stuff like that. Cause I think it's like a status thing. I really think it is. And I don't think it's because people are just, like, egotistic assholes. I think it's because people have a need for, um, for, like, you know, to be, to to feel valued, to feel, um, to be, you know, needed, almost, you know? I don't know what the right word is. I feel like the kids in our generation. Oh, have you seen The Social Dilemma on, on, uh, I think it's Netflix? Everyone's been talking about it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's, I think, like, my view on people in our generation like and especially people like younger than us because like we we can still remember a time where technology wasn't as crazy as it is today like I can still remember riding up and down the street on my scooter with my Walkman um you know what I mean and then we we grew into the internet and then you think social media really hasn't been around for that long but it's you see it everywhere so it almost seems like we've never not had it just because of how in your face it is all the time like I remember being younger like especially when I first started making music like I just wanted to be really fucking popular and all that kind of stuff. And I thought that if if I had, like, a banging-ass Instagram account, <laughs> then I, I'd be, I'd be like, cool. Um, and I've even, like, recently had to calm myself down from... Like, I always feel like every... Every couple of months or so, I'm on the brink of, like, a fucking Kanye moment. (laughs) You know what I mean? I I start thinking, like, you know, I put all this fucking work into all this, Uh and I only get 80 views. Meanwhile, this garbage asshole Mm -hmm. makes this stupid-ass song, 
and I'm you're so posting it everywhere and he's getting thousands of and like that kind of stuff and I'll think like y'all don't appreciate me <laughs> like and, and then I have to stop myself and be like well I like it you know what I mean I love making music so why the fuck does it matter what anybody else thinks about it if I like it I mean like yeah sure having a bunch of people like you would be nice and I mean like we were talking about this last night where I was saying I yeah sure I would love to have a bunch of people love this podcast but at, at the end of the day the biggest reason I'm doing this podcast is so when I'm like 60 or 70 years old I can sit down and I can I can listen back onto this and I mean I'm I'm pretty consistent with the shit. I'm usually dropping at least a 45 minute episode to an hour and a half every single week. And I have no plans of stopping doing it anytime soon. And I think it would be really cool to look back and sort of listen to me grow up. Because mm-hmm. this is something like, like I would love to do even as an adult. I mean, well, I'm an adult now, but like in my 30s, 40s, I'd love to still do this shit. Mm-hmm. I said when, when we started the podcast, I said that um, I'm going to do this podcast until I physically cannot do it anymore. <laughs> um, and... I, I don't know. I think that would be really cool. And I'm sure that... I So I always check the statistics. Or, like, see how many views and that kind of stuff we're getting. And, you know, it's been good enough for me. Like, 17 to 20. Uh, more recently, it's been a little bit less. Like, maybe six or seven people will listen to it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's like 6 to 20 people who never would have listened to it otherwise. And you're not, I'm not getting zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a butterfly effect going on. Yeah. You're making a couple people listen to it, you know. Yeah, and, and I mean, I always tried to find uh, the perfect algorithm to release music. Like, this is going to be the best way for me to... This is going to be the best time to release this. This is what you want to hear now. Like, I specifically remember, like, studying what I heard on the radio. Or, like, looking at uh, Billboard Top 50s and listening to shit. And, like, listening to what was popular. And then trying to do that. And I did that for a while. Until... Um, I had begun to develop my own style, which um, I still like. Have a lot of things that I started doing when I was fifteen that I still do today because it fucking works. And I do find myself sometimes thinking, I wish this was more appreciated. But your podcasts, you're saying? No, or music or specifically, music? both. Just your creations. Yeah, just like you spend all this time 
And I mean, not that this podcast is really difficult to make because it's just us getting baked and mm. talking. Um, but, you know, you spend a lot of time on this stuff. And I guess you just hope that somebody somewhere is like, oh, well, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. you're supposed to be just good enough for you. And a lot of times that is. I don't feel like this all the time. It's just every once in a while I'll get stuck in like a, I wish people, um, you know, fucked with me more. Like just a little bit more. I think your viewers heard your car engine, man. I was going to mention that because <laughs> it's right above. Oh, no, nah, dude, that's straight. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to smoke some of this shit. Hey, I wish you could have had me on in like a weekend, man. Because whenever I get out of work, I am just so exhausted and wiped, man, and it's so hard to even think. Oh, yeah, me I usually too. just plop on the couch, man, and melt away until I fall, get, uh, fall asleep. I try to, like... Because we both work second shift, so we get home around the same time, like midnight. Mm-hmm. And, uh... <coughs> I try to be, like, as productive as possible throughout the day. Um... Lately, I've been working really hard on some new music projects that I'm not going to tell, really going to tell anybody about. I'm just going to have to wait. I'm not really interested in sharing any details at the moment. Um, but, you know, I've been doing that. So, and I've been trying to, like, you know, clean that kind of stuff, go stay caught up on groceries. Th- that kind of stuff and when I get home from work is my time to um lately it's been really nice coming and chilling chilling with you Mm. because it's I don't know like you have all these thoughts during the day and it's nice to have somebody to, to share them with you know I agree definitely man yeah I'm grateful to be here to uh take experience in that with you, man. Hell yeah. And then I know that this is something that I'm always going to look back on when I'm older as being, like, pretty fucking cool. Like a highlight of a not-so-great year. Do you think, um, how much meat do you think too much is to eat in one sitting? Do you think a pound? Meat? Yeah, meat. Because I ate a pound of beef this morning for fucking breakfast. I've done that before. But uh, it was grass-fed, and it made it made me feel so good, man. I put, like, all these spices, dude, on them, like, garlic powder, onion powder, and, like, thyme and rosemary, dude. Holy shit. And I got this um, teriyaki sauce, dude. Yeah. It'll throw you fucking way out of this town. It's so good. Yeah, I gotta I got try that shit. I fucking... I went to... Um... Was a fucking. I went to Shoprite today, and they had some ham on sale at the deli for seventy five cents. So I grabbed a fuck ton of those. I grabbed some cheese, and then I had this. Um, it was like this hot sauce mayonnaise sort of thing. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. And then I got some like Kaiser rolls, and and then some cheese, and and I ate like two of them. Um, and I had, dude, 
I had to shit so bad. <laughs> it was probably because I downed a monster as soon as I got to work. Dude, you know how I am about health shit, dude. Yeah. Whenever I see or hear people eat like that, yeah, dude, I always just want to tell them like what it's doing. But I'm just like, because I've already tried that and people just roll me off. And well, like, I want to try eating healthy. I just don't really know where to start. You know, oh, what I I'm mean? your man for that, dude. I can get all into it. How so? How long have you been eating like healthy and all that kind of stuff for? Well, I got Crohn's about three to four years ago, and I went to GI doctors to try to figure out how to feel better because like I, at first it was a stomach, just some weird stomach bug. And then my, it was actually, what was it? I wish I could remember what it's called. Um, um, if C. diff, that's what it was. And there's a South Park episode about fecal transplant, man. And there's like a new science about taking like a human's literal shit and putting it inside another human. Because people have bacterial colonies that, that live in their intestines. And they're actually very good for you. If you like, There's good, the good kind and the bad kind. You're supposed to have a certain amount of the, the good kinds, you know? Mm-hmm. And it gets, the bacterial colony gets disrupted when you start eating bullshit. Um, so I ended up getting that stomach bug. And I got a whole bunch of antibiotics prescribed to me to try to get rid of it and they were like the first one uh, it went away and came back the second round of antibiotics went away came back third one went away stayed away and then I had Crohn's disease after because I thought it came back and then he was like nah dude like you just got this inflammation going on like after all these studies and Mm -hmm. I ended up finding out that just there's inflammation in my small intestine in a certain spot and I don't really know why, you know. I guess it's Crohn's, and that's what its diagnosis is. And yeah. Basically, he didn't... My GI doctor and most GI doctors will give you a certain amount of information, but they're not really giving you the big part of it because, for me personally, I'm finding that when I eliminate certain foods, like, there's a nat- naturopathic doctor, right? There's all, all kinds of doctors. There's MDs, which is the medical doctor, Mm-hmm. There's NDs, which is the naturopathic doctor, I think. I think. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm pretty smart with this shit, but, you know, I'm just some guy smoking weed in your car with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to be a naturopath physician, man. I, like, that's my main, like, I, I really have a passion for that because mm-hmm. I, I, I listen to what this guy says and a lot of people just kind of disagree with his informa- information. And he, um, he basically says the oils, like vegetable oils, pretty much all oils in a bottle are p- bad, for, bad for you. They promote inflammation because they're, they're susceptible to oxidation or spoiling from light or oxygen. Yeah. Um, the, that oils are the big thing. And he says um, gluten... Um, because the the big problem with gluten is it's I think again I think it's a chain of amino acids which your body has to chemically break down. Yeah. And when it doesn't have enough of those chemicals, or the person is um, certain people can tolerate gluten and some people can't. I think, and um, most people can't. A lot of people think they can, but then eventually when they get older they get all the arth. Uh, uh, arthritis or whatever and all these mm-hmm. weird diseases and because the, 
you have to have um, salt. Salt is so important in your diet, and the doctors will tell you to limit it because, like, um, there was like a huge fund from like the sugar industry. I think, like, the sugar industry paid paid off some someone or something, so that way they could blame the health problems on, on the salt, mm-hmm. and then and in turn they could like make all these um, medications to limit, like, blood pressure. And all you need to do is throw throw salt in. Th- this guy says that there's 90 nutrients for the body. 90 nutrients. He says there's 16, min- uh, 16 vitamins, 60 minerals, 12 amino acids, and 3 fatty acids. Those are essential nutrients, and if your body does not have those, shit's going to go bad because... This guy dissects people like he does. <laughs> he uh, he's in, like he does autopsies, like hundreds, mm-hmm. thousands, dude. And he figured all this out by st- taking samples of each part of the body tissue, and he analyzes exactly the contents and what nutrients are in there. And that's how he figured out how the body needs ninety nutrients because that's everything. I think you know. Again, I think that this is what I I listen to like YouTube videos of him talk. Mm-hmm. So. I, and also, I, I don't have the best memory. I, I try to remember all this stuff because I think it's so interesting. Um, where was I going? And, uh, not enough people are talking about the nutrients because, like, once that, that nutrient runs out of your body, there's some sort of function in your body going down right now that's like, uh, that, like there's, there's so many different chemical functions in the body like the body is so complicated mm-hmm. like everyone's walking around like hey bill what's going on and they're just eating their food and doing their work when there's so many crazy things going on in their body that they don't really understand maybe oh no or understand you know that don't we don't think about so those 90 nutrients man and also the farming the farming industry these days man what happens is when there's a whole bunch of produce on the shelves 24 7 that means that there's crop fields being planted and pulled planted and pulled and whenever there's a root this guy the naturopath doctor he also has like a degree in agriculture too so he this i learned this stuff from him mm-hmm. he says that the roots in the soil what they do is they pull in nutrients when there's a nutrient that touches the root it'll suck it up and put it inside of of the fruit or the whatever the fuck it is and then the human will eat it and that's how the human gets the nutrients well what's like again what's happening is the, the people aren't putting the right new like the right soil like the soil's not not uh, n- nutrient rich it's very um deficient in a lot of things so is if you he said he said this if you do not supplement then you are 100 percent going to be um nutrient deficient if you're not eating locally grown or um if you're not looking for it's so hard to get all the nutrients in your food nine zero you know mm-hmm. so this guy and and if you if you read my my um the nutrients upstairs i have there the he thinks that the recommended daily value he thinks it's too low like mm-hmm. the, you know the usda so he puts like so much. I read like it's like hundreds and thousands of percent of the daily value in the nutrients in some of them. Hold up, I'm listening. I got, I gotta take a piss. I'm <laughs> gonna right. take a piss outside my car. <laughs> Don't, dude. There's a just, good luck getting not not spotted. <laughs> there's not much coverage here. Yeah, you know, fuck it. I'll, I'll wait. I 
I gotta fucking uh, get going soon. Yeah, you can head inside before we go. Yeah. But, dude, I think eventually this stuff that I'm telling you is going to be mainstream. Yeah. And it's going to take a while because people, they, there's people in control almost. Not really in control, but they put a lot of influence. Mm -hmm. A lot of influence into promoting foods. Like, people just are addicted to to American, the like the American diet. It's like stand, like the standard American diet, you know. Mm-hmm. And the uh, we have like the most technologically advanced medical system, like the m- technology, medical technologies. But yet we don't have the we do not have the best system in place to manage diseases, mm-hmm. which is crazy, you know. Yeah, uh, so thank you for fucking stepping in. <laughs> yeah. As a host, um, I'd love to do this more often. I mean, this is an idea that I'll bring past my main boy and host, Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to do an episode with you mm-hmm. every week, too, to have like two episodes a week. Yeah, is, are you around on the weekends? Yeah. All right, we should do it on the weekend. I'm around every days, other more lively then. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely for sure. I did, I did think this is a, this is a vibe right yeah. here, smoking weed in my car after midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, this is fucking nice. I've I've never I've only ever done a podcast inside. This is the official first podcast I've ever done. In my car. What's today's date? Wednesday, December 2nd. It's almost fucking Christmas. (laughs) Dude, I don't follow the holidays at all. Really? I I don't know when it's Thanksgiving. Like, I called my parents, and then he he said, my dad said, Happy Thanksgiving, and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, cool, I called him on Thanksgiving. He thinks thinks I'm just, like, saying what's up. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, so we'll see you next week. Uh, Next week... It's going to be with you again because Brian needs to be out of society for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll try to do a better intro then. Dude, I was thinking of my intro, dude. <laughs> it was probably one of your worst intros, man. No, I dude, you were gonna trust intro- me, it isn't. I thought you were going to introduce me, dude. Dude, so I was like, shit, man. What I've had some... Who am I? No, <laughs> nah, dude, it's fine. I've had some awkward moments on this thing. But uh, yeah, I'll see you. See you guys next week. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. And hey, if you're listening to this, go wish Brian well to get through his COVID. Uh, Fucking peace. Peace and love. Beatrice.